Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors, and we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's a Monday morning, the day after Easter. Time to dust off your, uh, get out of your jelly bean coma and the chocolate coma. Jelly beans are safe for me, so it's the chocolate that I kind of... Enjoy. This is Jill Welke here with you on Wax 104.5 to get the chores done on this beautiful Monday morning. Boys, our weather changed from one week to the next. Yesterday was a beautiful day. I had the opportunity to spend it with a bunch of my family. My children were all around with the grandkids. We did the Easter egg hunt out there in the grass, which I you know, a week ago, we'd have been looking in the snowbanks, but at least yesterday, we could just put them out on the grass and not be squishing so much. And I will have to say that we've gone from last week where me I lost my boots in the mud to being nice and dry out there where my cows are calving and the calf crop is up to 39. So we are seeing the end of it. Calves are doing well. We had... Lionel and Lambo last Friday, and I guess that's kind of where we're sitting, right at the 39 mark. But we better get to some of our chores here at Wax 104.5. We're going to be talking about land use for farming. We're going to be talking about farm income. We had two fabulous years here back to back, but they're predicting that the income will go down this next year. 
And we get to talk cheese. Cheese is one of my favorite subjects, so I always seem to try to get that into the script whenever I can. And we will be hearing from Bob, talk to Darren Von Ruden about the farm build, the discussion that's happening, and growth management. So we'll have a lot of stuff to cover this Monday morning, the day after Easter, appreciating the day yesterday, and boy, am I going to appreciate the week this coming week. Our weather right now, temperature here in Eau Claire is 57, but we do have clouds out there. That might be why we're up to 57. And uh, today we're supposed to get up to 69 with mostly sunny skies tonight. 47, tomorrow 75, tomorrow night 57, Wednesday 81 and Sunday, and they put on their hot. So I then we're going to have to, you know, get out those t-shirts. I bet you'll be seeing t-shirts and shorts and tank tops and those flip-flops will be out Wednesday, Thursday 79 and Sunday, Friday 72, Saturday we're going to dip down a little bit with the high only 55 and Sunday a high of 49. And our Sky Warm for 13 weather is brought to you by Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's weather on Wax 104.5. And we better get through some of those chores before we uh, get to all our script and all our numbers. So here we go. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Here we are at 5.01 and it is time for some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The Nashville City Council is set to hold an emergency meeting today to vote to reinstate lawmaker Justin Jones. More from Chris Caraggio. He was one of two Democrats expelled from the Tennessee House last week for protesting gun violence on the floor after the Nashville school shooting. Justin Pearson was also removed while a vote to expel Gloria Johnson didn't get enough votes. On Sunday, Jones and Pearson told NBC's Meet the Press that a predominantly white caucus doesn't want their predominantly black and brown districts to have a voice. President Biden has invited all three Tennessee lawmakers who were targeted for expulsion to the White House. I'm Chris Caraccio. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is calling for the pardon of a U.S. Army sergeant convicted of the 2020 murder of a Black Lives Matter protester. In a Saturday tweet, the Republican governor said Daniel Perry was acting in self-defense when he shot and killed Garrett Foster at a BLM rally in Austin in July of 2020. Abbott stated he asked the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles to send a pardon recommendation to him for his approval as quickly as possible. The governor said Texas stand-your-ground laws can't be nullified by a jury or progressive district attorney. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas should be impeached. We should pursue the course if it is Republicans that decide to protect those who are breaking the law, then they are the ones who then are responsible for that decision. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, the New York Democrat argued that Thomas' failure to report lavish gifts and hospitality from a GOP donor constitutes a conflict of interest and a breaking of the law. She went on to say that the Supreme Court is no longer legitimate due to corruption and that it's the House's duty to pursue an investigation of Thomas in the form of impeachment. And the northeast portion of the U.S. will see record-breaking temperatures this week. For the first half of the week, temperatures will be normal, but are expected to reach summertime levels by Thursday and Friday. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
So let's take a look at the temperatures around the area. As I mentioned, Eau Claire is 57 and cloudy. Medford, 46. Rice Lake, 41. Wausau, 49. Green Bay, 55 and clear. Marshfield, 50 and clear. La Crosse, 57. Madison, 52 and clear. And Milwaukee, 51. And our weather today is supposed to reach up to 69 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Tonight, 47. Tomorrow, 75. Wednesday, 81 and sunny, because, boy, we sure seem to have take, changed, turned the corner. And our Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. They've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's our weather here on Wax 104.5. We've got to get going on those chores. And we're going to get started with our first set of numbers. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time for our first run at those markets. Brought to us by Rural Mutual Insurance. Our cash livestock, choice-fed beef steers are 163 to 172 with mixed at a dollar to 163. Choice-fed beef heifers are 164 to 175 with mixed at a dollar to a dollar 63. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 136 to 147 with select and silage-fed steers 97 to 135. Cows are 78 to 110 with bulls at 96 to 118. Butcher hogs are 45 to 65 with sows at 38 to 44. Boars are 16 to 23 with new crop market lambs 125 to 150 with a top of 170. Feeder lambs are 130 to 230. Ewes are 80 to 97. Small goats are 15 to 205. Medium goats are 125 to 205. Large goats at 155 to 425. But nanny goats are 25 to 210. Sliding on over to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And our futures, so our live cattle futures for April. They're sitting at 171.07 up to 67. For June, 163.10, up to 80. And August, 162.30, up to 32. With October prices, 166.07, up $1.72. And those markets are trending upward, as are our feeder cattle markets. Those uh, futures for April, $262.00 with 62.5 cents. That's up to 80. And May 205.40 up 3.30. August 222.60 up 3.37. And September 225.35 up $3.12. And our lean hog carcasses, they are mixed markets for April. We're sitting at 74.15 up 75 cents. For May 82.20 up 90 cents. And June 88.17 down 20 cents. And July, 91, 27 and a half, down 15 cents. And we're going to move on over to our Chicago Board of Trade numbers. Corn for July is at 618, down a penny. July oats are at 336, no change from Friday. Well, Thursday, because the markets were closed on Friday. Soybeans, 14.62, down a fraction. Soybean meal, $448 a ton, down one and a half cents. Wheat for July, 6.94, up six cents. And our dairy markets, barrel cheese, 172, down three cents. 40 pound blocks, 183, up one and three quarters. Our gray double A butter is sitting at 231 and three quarters. No change from Friday. And these are numbers from Friday for our Class 3 milk futures because when I pulled it up on the screen today, they all said zero. 
So I pulled out our Friday numbers and reused them that uh, we that I read on Friday, I guess. So April 1869 up two cents. May down eleven cents to seventeen ninety five. June eighteen eighteen down eleven cents, and July eighteen sixty seven down twelve cents. With August prices at nineteen eleven down a dime and down through December. And as I mentioned, those were the prices from Friday. So we should have updated numbers tomorrow. But that's what I could share with you this morning were those prices. And I looked around a little bit, and I believe the market's open this morning. I don't know when, or maybe they opened overnight. I'm really not sure. I just know that they were closed on Friday, so there was not a lot of movement from our Friday prices to our prices this morning. So we're going to get through a few more chores before we're going to be listening some markets and uh, get uh, get all our chores done. You know, we've got a lot of chores to do today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to take a look at some farm news. Land use for farming was down 1.9 million acres to just over 893 million acres in 2022 compared to 2021, according to USDA's Land Farms and Land in Farms 2022 summary. The number of U.S. farms was just over 2 million in 2022, but that's down 9,350 compared to the 2021 numbers. The average size of a farm in the U.S. in 2022 was 446 acres, up just one acre from 2021 sizes. Wyoming ranks first in the largest farm average size at 2,395 acres. Other states on the large farm list include Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Arizona. And U.S. farm U.S. net farm income is expected to decline sharply in 2023. After two record-setting years in a row, income will be pulled down by lower crop and livestock prices, even though it is expected to remain above the 10-year average, according to the Food and Agricultural Policy Research Institute. Projections do depend on the assumption that normal weather, weather patterns will return, along with yields returning to normal amounts, leading to calmer markets. In 2022, markets were jolted by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, smaller-than-predicted U.S. crop yields, and a global outbreak of bird flu. The Food and Agriculture Policy Research Institute is predicting net farm income falling 22% this year from the record $168.7 billion in 2022. USDA is estimating farm income falling 16% in 2023. So there is a bit of a difference there. And they also are expecting income falling by another 14% in 2024 and then be fairly steady for the rest of the decade. Farm production expenses set a record in 2022 and are expected to rise 2.5% in 2023, with lower prices for inputs expected in 2024 and 2025, resulting in a reduction of production costs. 2023 prices for corn, soybeans, wheat, cotton, and many other crops are expected to fall this year if weather conditions allow crop yields to return to trend line levels in 2023. 
And now it's time to talk cheese production. Over 1.1 billion pounds of cheese was produced in the United States in February. That's up slightly from last February and up 1 million pounds from January 2023. According to USDA's National Statistics Service February Dairy Productions Report, Wisconsin leads all states in total production with just over 273 million pounds produced in February. California comes in a distant second. Wisconsin cheesemakers led the nation in production of cheddar and come in second in the production of mozzarella and Italian cheeses. In my opinion, any month is a good month to enjoy your favorite cheese. Well, we better get on to some more chores here at 16 minutes after 5, and maybe we'll throw in some music too. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Farm bill discussions are underway not only in the ag committees in the House and the Senate, but also among farm organizations. I'm Bob Bosol at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and the Wisconsin Farmers Union president, Darren Von Ruden, has been involved in those discussions in Washington with National Farmers Union leaders and with state Farmers Union leaders and other decision makers. We talked to Darren about that, and one of the things they're talking about for a lot of commodities, growth management, not supply management, but growth management. One particular point of interest is growth management and trying to make sure that we get something like that for the dairy industry um, within the next Farm Bill. And we've also had some discussions with some of the key players within the um, Ag Committee on the House side trying to um, see if we can get them to be a sponsor of a growth management proposal and really basing it off of the 2014 Farm Bill um, discussion that ended up getting beat at the last minute uh, by then Speaker of the House, uh, uh, Boehner from Ohio. So, um, you know, if we can get that language with a few revisions, um, some updates in there, uh, get that introduced to the Ag Bill or Ag Committee here, and then hopefully get it as part of the Farm Bill. What kind of revisions were they asking for, or did you propose from where we were in 2014? Uh, basically looking at just an update and making sure that we um, can see that growth that needs to happen and then also uh, some of the numbers as far as if a farmer wants to increase production having those numbers uh, correct so that dollar twenty five a hundred weight or dollar forty that we're looking at uh, or even twenty five cents for the low end of it so just just got those updated to the, the numbers that we need today. Most years we're seeing anywhere from one and a half to two and a half percent increase in consumer demand. So, um, looking at that number, if we can use that, maybe 1.75 to 2.0 increase percentage-wise for an increase in production too, and that that allows farmers some growth. What about sponsorship or support for that? Uh, We have third district congressman Derek Van Orden now on the agriculture committee. Is he on board with this? Does he does he understand? because he's not a dairyman does does he understand what this program would do so we've had some discussions with a staff member um, within his office from dc on this and and they're looking at it right now um, we're hoping that he'll um, 
follow in the steps of Representative Kind and, and really help work with this, uh, make it something that can happen. Um, you know, it seems like something that's beneficial to all dairy farmers, and that's really the intent of the program. We don't want to pit, the, you know, one dairy farmer against another one. Um, this program should really help all dairy farmers. Will you actually have a chance, someone within the Farmers Union, be it Wisconsin or National Farmers Union, to address it, maybe a field hearing or one of the hearings in Washington to physically stand there and explain these numbers to the Agriculture Committee soon? We have already. Um, there was a hearing in California uh, probably three weeks ago that uh, Lynn McBride with California Farmers Union um, was one of the presenters and talked about the Dairy Together program and, and growth management and wanting to see um, that happen. So we're looking forward to other events in the future that we'll hopefully be able to get out and, and talk about that. And, of course, that's just one issue that uh, the Farmers Union will be working at on a farm bill, and they're in there so many others and everybody knows this is basically a food bill more than it is a farm bill what have you heard as far as funding so far we're hearing that's probably going to be uh, more or less status quo of course there's a group of republicans that want to separate the farm bill from the nutrition title and and therefore you know funding would be a lot less uh, so uh, you know i think that there's enough will out there to make sure that we keep them together yet there probably is going to be some cuts uh, in some areas, but we're looking at probably having more dollars on the conservation side, and a lot of that has to do with what's coming out of the White House right now, too, making sure that conservation, and especially climate change, is, is addressed in this farm bill. So where do you see cuts? You know, some of the nutrition title is going to be the first one that gets it, uh, which in the time like we're in right now uh, should not happen because uh, you're taking food out of people's mouths, which means that there's more food on the market, which lowers farmers' prices. So we need to keep that there. Uh, you know, not hearing much on the crop insurance side. Uh, there might actually be some additions there because they're looking at adding fruits and vegetables and other small crops. Um, into the insurance base there. So, uh, you know, overall looking at it's going to be some of those like equip programs maybe where you're doing stream bank improvements, things like that is what we're hearing might happen. I was going to say crop insurance. Everybody says don't mess with it. It's working. If it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so do you think the congressmen and the senators are hearing that? Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's what they're hearing, you know, especially from the insurance companies. Um, I think there's some farmers and then certainly taxpayers around the country that are wondering if the crop insurance program is really working. Uh, you know, it's it, the way it's set up now to guarantee yourself a profit at the end of the year if you want to purchase that insurance. Um, you know, I don't buy car insurance to make sure my car is going to send me a bill at the end, or a check at the end of the year. And so it's really that question mark is how how we're doing that process. And so, um, you know, I don't think it's going to be addressed because they're still wanting to see how um, that process really works out. Uh, the 2018 Farm Bill is, yeah, it's four years old now, but that program was a new program too, so I uh, want to give it a little bit more time to work out and see what's going to happen. As we move forward, it, climate change and uh, you know the new energy sources are really becoming a factor that they weren't in previous farm bills. How much attention and how many dollars do you think that's going to take away from some of the traditional agricultural support that the farm bill has given? Yeah, you know, I think we're probably going to see those same dollars in, in that sector, the renewable energy sector, of course, with the IRA and a few of the other bills that have been uh, signed by the president right now. There's quite a few dollars available in those, so I don't see the renewable energy title um, 
issue uh, either going up or down in funding right now just because there's so many dollars and other avenues for farmers and consumers to use. Do you think in this farm bill they'll put anything in there as far as giving more money for for foreign trade or opening up more foreign markets, doing more trade bills, which we haven't done in over 10 years, finding any new markets? Yeah, you know, I, I haven't heard a lot about that one at all. Um, you know, certainly within the state of Wisconsin, our Department of Agriculture is uh, putting more money and the governor's putting a little bit more money into that to, to open up those uh, foreign markets for us. Uh, you know, right now, certainly with war in Ukraine, and there's uh, uh, members from around the world that are looking for more food coming out of the U.S., so some of those markets are actually opening up by themselves, so not a, not a big need for it right now. Um, certainly looking at the amount of dairy product that leaves the country, uh, you know, 20 years ago was 5 6%, now we're up at 16 17%, so, uh, you know, that certainly is, is helpful, um, but I think a lot of states are trying to do some of that on their own. What other issues were discussed at the national meeting that... Uh will play a part in this farm bill discussion. Yeah, so certainly, um, and, and federal milk marketing order reform is happening. That's a big discussion within a lot of the major dairy players and major farm organizations. So looking at, you know, are we going to continue the process uh, going forward there with uh, make allowances? Uh, you know, the processors are saying that they need more. Um, farmers are saying, well, if they're going to get more, then we should get more, too, and or there has to be a, a, a balance in that equation, too, because the consumer's only going to pay so much, and so if the processor needs more, that automatically to a farmer shows that that means less on my uh, milk check. And so let's keep it even for all or fair for all and make sure that both the farmer and the processor um, benefit from any reform that happens. Can a Congress get it done right, or should this be something the industry takes on? I, you know, yeah, I think this is something that the industry really needs to address, and that's all part of the Dairy Together program that we're looking at too, is making sure that the the system is fair to all levels, and you know, including the consumers too. And so, looking at, yeah, I I, I think, and that's the intention of National Farmers Union members too, is trying to make sure that we do this right and not push it through something through in the farm bill. So, you know, we're really looking at let's get something good in the farm bill, but let's make sure we address the, the real issues outside of the farm bill. And that was Bob talking to Darren Von Ruden. He is the Wisconsin Farmers Union president, and that farm bill discussion is really taking hold and growth management. They really do put a lot of time and effort into getting things right and getting things done the way benefits the most farmers. Well, it is 29 minutes, oh, almost almost 5.30. We've got Rocky coming in next, but we've got to get a few more chores done. Keeping it rural, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as promised, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on the line. And it's a pretty nice weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Beautiful. Looking for a great week, it looks like, too. Probably big green grass by the end of the week. Well, you said you're pretty saturated over there, so I'm betting it's going to pop up pretty quick. Yep, I can see it peeking through in a few spots here, so. All right. Well, what happened in the markets last week? Uh, 
thank you, Jill. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how last week's auction shaped up right here at Premier Livestock. Had a busy week. We sold 3,900 head of livestock. Fed cattle traded steady to strong, high choice and prime Holstein steers, 134 to 154. Selected low choice, 125 to 133. Choice beef steers and heifers up to $1.64. Market cows selling strong, high yielding cows from 84 to $1.10. Most cows 73 to 83. Market bulls high yielding from a dollar to a dollar twelve. Organic market cows sold every Monday, a little lower, mostly from a dollar one to a dollar thirty six. Newborn Holstein bull calves extremely strong this last week, uh, one twenty five to three eighty five on the Holsteins, three hundred eighty five on the Holsteins. Beef calves sold from two hundred all the way up to five sixty. This last. Uh, Special feeder cattle auction held last Tuesday. Uh, we sold 1,160 head of feeder cattle. Most of the new crop beef calves sold from 160 to 235 per pound. Most Holstein steers $1.15 to $1.59. Wednesday's dairy cattle auction, we sold 285 head of dairy cattle with three complete herd dispersals. Top fresh cows brought 2300 to $3,000. Many other cows uh, from 15 to 2200 Top spring and heifers sold up to $2,000. This week, we get a regular feeder cattle auction on Tuesday. Wednesday, we get our dairy cattle auction, got a complete herd of 100 Holstein Parlor Freestall Cows, plus several loads of exceptional, fancy, fresh Parlor Freestall Cows from some of our top consigners. Full detailed list uh, on our website, full market report at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, certainly, any questions, give us a call anytime, 715 229 2500. Uh, if you got machinery to sell, give us a call. Give us a call. We're going to have some for sale here, private treaty, and uh, we also have our next upcoming auction in June. So that's the way things are shaping up, Jill. So your uh, lot must have gotten cleaned out from the last auction then? Pretty good. Pretty good. We still got a fair amount there, but I'm sure they're coming to get it soon. And so you mentioned an uh, option of private treaty. Is that something new for you guys? It, it is. Um, we're still in the works of it, but uh, as a matter of fact, we did sell uh, two pieces of equipment this last week. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of a buy-it-now feature. So uh, some things are seasonal. You want to sell them faster. You need a little money a little quicker. We understand that. Um, so if we can't get it sold before the if we can't get it sold before the auction, well, we always got the June sale, too. So, yeah, give us a call to discuss it, and always something new around here. Well, that's good. You always keep up on the new. You betcha. Well, you have a great day. You too. Thanks, Jill. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. And we, uh, you know, we keep moving on here. And I'm thinking we have Mike ready for us on the mic over there at TV 13. I'm always ready, Jill. Well, (laughs) you're better off than I am some days. Hey, no, you're always ready, too, to talk farm news, right? (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got some really good news, so I'm just going to dive right into it today. We do have a mostly cloudy sky to kick us off, but those clouds are starting to push further towards the east now, and we'll be clearing out before the daybreak hours and give way to widespread sunshine. Highs into the low 70s for today, but a few clouds start to stream in later on tonight. Still mild, mid-40s for overnight lows. The warm-up's not done today, though, as we have some warmer and, in fact, hotter days ahead. 
Looking at tomorrow, mostly sunny, mid-70s. Wednesday, upper 70s, low 80s. We could be flirting with some record territory there. More sunshine into Thursday as highs climb to the upper 70s, but then reality starts to set in to close out the work week. We'll have a chance at some showers going into Friday, highs into the upper 60s and low 70s. Saturday, we continue that cool off quite a bit. In fact, rain heading our way with highs only reaching the upper 50s. And for Sunday, having more rain and potential to not even reach 50 with our highs mostly climbing to the upper 40s. But let's just enjoy the warmth that we have right now as we have a temperature of 56 degrees in Eau Claire. And one thing I do have to say, you know, when we get this rain this weekend, I, where I'm calving my cows, I'm kind of almost out of the boot losing phase mm-hmm. where, you know, you walk and then all of a sudden your boot is three feet behind you and you <laughs> step your foot in the mud. So yeah. I think this next rain that comes up will just soak in for me, though. So I'm hoping that is the case after we get some of this in warmth. Yeah, especially now that uh, we're expecting 70s and 80s and most of our snow. For most of us, the snow is completely gone. So, uh, yeah, that spells some good news for you, Jill. Perfect. Well, you have a great day. You as well. Thank you. And that was Mike Dandria from TV13 and our updated weather. We're going to get through a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Morgan. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got Morgan in the newsroom. He's going to get us up to date on some of the local happenings. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today as we come out of a weekend with heavy hearts. We begin the week with an update and two officers' lives lost in the line of duty. Still not a lot of answers about what led up to a deadly shooting in Barron County that left two police officers dead, but it did happen Saturday afternoon in Cameron. Investigators say a Cameron officer and an officer from Chatech died. The suspect who they pulled over did as well. Police departments around Wisconsin as well as Governor Evers sending well wishes and condolences to communities. The state's Department of Justice is now handling the investigation and walking that fine line between respect for those most closely involved and your desire to know details will keep you posted as more of that information is released. As we look to headlines that stretch the state, we turn to the political stage with Wisconsin's Budget Roadshow on the move again this week, and that includes a stop near us. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster crunching those numbers. The legislature's budget writing joint finance committee will be in Eau Claire and the Wisconsin Dells for hearings this week. The idea is to allow the public to present lawmakers with their budget priorities. At the first hearing last week, local leaders turned out in droves to ask for more state money. After this week, there's going to be one final budget hearing at the end of the month. Then lawmakers will begin to write Wisconsin's new spending plan. I'm John DeMaster. Well, when it comes to the wolf plan, people howled and more than 3,000 weighed in on Wisconsin's proposed wolf management plan. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources released the public comments late Friday and most people who commented were against the plan. The DNR wants to change the state's strategy for wolves. In particular, the agency wants to get away from a wolf population number. Environmentalists saying they're happy to see the changes. They want to have fewer human-wolf interactions in the future. Pen to paper for Governor Evers and more pardons, closing in on 1,000 of those with the governor issuing 159 more pardons, bringing his total for the time in office to 933. Most people on that list uh, include decades-old convictions for drugs or other nonviolent crimes. The governor saying they all paid the price for their crimes and they've gone on to make a difference in their community. The governor says they all deserve a new start. Well, we look at the wheels on the bus and the plan is for them to go round and round for free in the city of Eau Claire, at least with some of that coronavirus stimulus money going to homeless people riding the bus for free. City Council will vote on that plan tomorrow night. More information online, 715 
1075newsroom.com. Off of the bus and onto the hog, Harley-Davidson revs up new plans for headquarters, and it could mean some changes at Highland Park as they're proposing to rename it Harley Park, take over maintenance and upkeep, and roll into the new hub. If you want to find more information, you can gear up and ride in to 715newsroom.com. And a happy anniversary. An iconic breakfast mascot has a big bash. Let's just say it's the cereal that turns to shrapnel in your mouth if you don't let it set in milk. Right, Cap'n? Cap'n Crunch. Delightfully sweet, sugar sweet, and fun to munch because it keeps its crunch. Cap'n Crunch will celebrate his 60th birthday on Saturday, April the 15th with a pool party at the Margaritaville Resort. The party will feature Cap'n Crunch-inspired brunch items, a DJ, and live music. The free event is being held on the first weekend of the Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival in Indio. Captain Crunch was first introduced by the Quaker Oats Company in 1963. I'm Mark Mayfield. And of course, the best thing to pour on that bowl of cereal, no matter how you're celebrating, that's always a glass of milk, but we can't get that without the farmer's hard at work in the barn, and that's where we head back to with Jill Welke and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. What's well, uh 18 minutes before 6 o'clock, and we need to start hearing about the markets from, and we're going to run on over to Altoona and hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and efforts dollar thirty to a dollar sixty six. Choice dairy cross steers and efforts dollar thirty to a dollar sixty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar forty to a dollar fifty two. Choice Holstein steers dollar thirty to a dollar thirty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar twenty nine and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from ninety five to a dollar seven. We had a top of a dollar thirteen. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty eight to ninety four. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty seven and down. Organic market from Tuesday eighty percent organic cows sold from a dollar forty to a dollar. 70. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.39 and down. Cold bulls sold from $95 to $1.10. Thin, full, horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $150 to $250 per head. Light pork quality calves sold from $150 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $200 to $355. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, April 14th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to take another look at those markets. I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line talking about the weather. Looking forward to this week, aren't we? You betcha, Jill. Good morning. And, uh, yeah, nice, very nice day yesterday. Uh, pretty windy, but uh, still a nice south wind, dry everything up a little bit and stuff. And, uh, well, get most of the snow melted. So we're moving forward. Maybe we finally turn the corner. And, uh, well, uh, uh, maybe next, uh, maybe tomorrow when you come to work, you can have the tank top and the shorts on, huh? <laughs> <laughs> maybe the tank top, not the shorts yet. I'm not quite yeah, there. Yeah, we're kind of rushing a little bit. But anyway... <laughs> 
it's always good to see the warmer weather, and so we don't have to talk about wind chill factors anymore and stuff like that. But one thing I was reading on uh, on social media this morning, uh, there was a, I forget where it was, but there's, you know, now with the thawing and the melting, and there was a side road closed somewhere. I mean, you know, so you got to be careful, too, now. So, But anyway, we better uh, let the folks know what's going on here at Equity Stratford. Absolutely. Let's let her roll. All right, Jill, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Back, of course, a normal sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. Of course, we were. The market was closed yesterday. Uh, allow our folks to observe Easter Easter Sunday with their family. So we'll start this morning at 10 o'clock here at Equity Stratford. Uh, full marketing day today, of course. We'll sell market cows this morning along with fed cattle. Market bulls, baby calves uh, this afternoon or, well, this morning, actually, at 11.30. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we do start at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. Early consignments for that hay auction tomorrow do include... Uh, some small squares of oat straw, so uh, not too uh, not too many small squares of straw around. But anyway, we'll have some for those folks tomorrow, along with the hay, and uh, that will be at ten o'clock. Eleven o'clock tomorrow will be the market auction, and we do sell organic market cows every Tuesday, along with the conventional market cows. Our Wednesday auction also start our uh, ten a.m. start uh, for marketing day on Wednesday. Uh, besides fed cattle and market cows, we do sell sheep, hog, and goats on Wednesday, along with the feeder cattle, and that will be at twelve thirty. Part of the feeder sale this week will be also bred beef cows along with the regular run of feeder cattle. Our Thursday auction does start at 11 o'clock with full marketing day along with baby calves. Again, market's very strong last week. Well, I tell you, all the stuff going on, Jill, seems like uh, last time I talked to you about prices, it was a little long time ago. But anyway, uh, just a brief highlight. Like, like I said, very strong market about the only, uh, only little wrinkle last week. We did see a little bit lower organic market on Tuesday. So, again, uh, we'll be back here tomorrow morning to update the market prices. Again, everything looking pretty good as far as baby calves, cows, fed cattle. So things change so much. And, boy, the Board of Trade will open up today, so we'll see how that's going. So, anyway, folks, uh, enjoy the beautiful weather. And uh, we will, like I said, we'll be back here tomorrow morning, update the markets. And, Jill, you enjoy the day also. And now you got all your calves on the ground now? No, we've got 39. Oh, okay. 15 left. Oh, okay. The late bloomers. <laughs> well, actually, not really. We've only really been at it a month. Okay, so yeah, that's about right. Yep. So they were they did pretty tight. I've got one bull that's all done already. So. Well, anyway, that's uh, uh, that's nice when it's warm weather. These little guys can run around and find a dry spot to lay down. So, all right, Jill, you enjoy the day, and we'll be uh, talking to uh, probably talking to you and Bob tomorrow morning. Yeah, absolutely. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We need to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Bob talking to Dan Understander about the alfalfa program. So we've got to keep her rolling here at 12 minutes to 6 at Wax 104.5. We're a long way from the first cutting of our alfalfa, but uh, we want to get out on pastures. But moisture is causing some problem. We're going to turn them into mud holes. Dan Undersander is with us this morning on our Next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And, Dan, too much moisture out there. We hate to say that because about July it'll probably dry up. But uh, be careful. Let those uh, let that moisture soak through before we go out there. We do some damage. That's exactly right. And maybe we could talk both about pastures and hay fields. From a pasture standpoint, um, we would uh, encourage you to, if you're going to put uh, nitrogen on, first to consider it's probably not needed in this early growth in the spring because oftentimes you'll get more than you can use anyhow. We've found from our previous studies that uh, 
oftentimes nitrogen fertilizer on the first growth in the spring was not economical, but it's crucial later on in the season. The other thing about uh, pastures is that they do get some nitrogen from breakdown of root systems, from other considerations. So really, in, in many regards, the best is to keep equipment off of pastures, not to leave ruts in the field. Uh, you may not break through the sod, but you will leave depressions and disuniformity. The other thing, of course, is the cattle. Uh, the hooves can cut into the sod, and uh, this is where it's important, uh, depending on your soil type, do one of two things. One is to leave cattle on a given paddock in a short period of time, like a day, maybe two at the outside. Uh, they will cause some damage, but it will be minimal in most cases, and the pasture will recover. So now is the time to consider moving quite frequently. The other possibility is to have a sacrifice paddock that you're going to leave the animals on, maybe give them a little bit of hay until the rest of the ground dries out, and then come back and overseed this uh, sacrifice area that will have been damaged with ryegrass or something like that. Managing in the spring is uh, very important to trying to keep the pastures in good shape and to keep uh, the ground moderately level for driving over, for animals to walk on, and for other purposes. Dan Undersender, our state forage specialist, take care of those pastures now so they'll perform all summer long. Dan with us on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's time to take one last look at our markets from the Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for July is at 618, down a penny. July oats, 336, no change. Soybeans for July, 1462, down a fraction. Soybean meal for July is $448 a ton, down one and a half dollars. And soybean and wheat for July is at 694, up six cents. And our country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn's at five ninety three with beans at fourteen thirty seven. Golden Plump and Arcadia, six oh seven for their corn. Baldwin, five ninety eight for corn and fourteen thirty five for their beans. Durand, five ninety six and fourteen thirty. Mondovi, six dollars for the corn and fourteen thirty five for the beans. Elmwood, six dollars for corn and fourteen forty. Fall Creek, five ninety and fourteen ten. Osseo, six oh five for corn and fourteen forty for the beans. Elk Mound, six dollars for corn and fourteen thirty six for beans. Sparta, five ninety six and fourteen forty. Ellsworth, five eighty five and fourteen oh nine. Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, six twelve for corn and fourteen forty for the beans. Arcadia Location, six eleven for corn. And fourteen sixty for beans. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville's sitting at six eighteen. Stanley six fourteen, and New Richmond six oh nine for the corn. Rolling on over to our cheese markets. Barrels are at one seventy two, down three cents. Forty pound blocks one eighty three, up one and three quarters. Our gray double A butters at two thirty one and three quarters, no change from Friday. And our class three milk futures. These are prices from Friday. April, 
1869 up 2 cents May 1795 down 11 cents June 1818 down 11 cents and July down 12 cents to 1867 August numbers 1911 for it and down that's down 10 cents and it's trending downward through December those markets are looking a little bit rough we've got one more chore for you and then we'll take one last look at the weather for those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And here's our one last look at weather right here in Eau Claire where it's sitting at 57 and cloudy. Today we're going to stretch up to 69 with mostly sunny skies. Tonight, 47. Tomorrow, 75 with mostly sunny. And Wednesday, 81 and sunny. And they say hot. And I'm looking forward to a little bit of hot out there. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. There's new 2023 Subaru Accents now available at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's our weather on Wax 104.5. And that's what I have for you for the farm show for this Monday morning, the day after Easter. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other and have a beautiful day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.